This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Without a love of my own Blue moon You knew just what I was there for You heard me saying a prayer for Someone I really could care for Happy Halloween, East Finchley! What a spooky evening on this morning. Oh, here we go. You missed the happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy yeah, Halloween, East Finchley. No, welcome. It's welcome. Um, um, uh, this is uh, the Smash Pod. Now, I was thinking this evening, uh, oh, this is going to be like a Halloween thing. Got nothing to do with the usual show. And then I spotted watching it tonight two people who've been in a Bond film in this. Who are your connections? Well, you first got the orderly who says, I'm not a bleeding psychiatrist. I just no, think yeah. he's an octopusy. Oh, is he? I loved him. And then the stuntman driving the bus at the end when he takes the turn, that's Vic Armstrong, and he was in loads of bombs. Oh, blimey, really? So there you go. So this is is technically a proper Smirsh episode. So there you go. And Dick Armstrong is different from Dick Warlock. Oh, no, sorry, Vic Armstrong. Vic Armstrong, okay. He's very different from both of those. There can't be two Dick stuntmen with amazing names, can there? But his brother did go on the moon. Oh, wow, good for him. Uh, Buzz Um, Aldrin, right? But formalities out of the way. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the Phoenix Each Finchley for the Halloween special episode of Smashpod. Thank you. And joining me on the stage this evening to talk about an American bloody werewolf in London. I did the bloody, but it's clear there on the poster behind us. I have got Tom Crowley and Mr. Paul Litchfield. And, and, And so both of you... We talked about this before we, 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 we went on air, which is obviously within the last five minutes. Yes. None of us had seen that on the big screen, had we? I no. never had, I don't think. No, absolutely brilliant. Lovely. How do we feel about that? I, I feel uh, previously bereft and now very enriched. Oh, I couldn't have put it there myself. Yeah. I've, I, I, I'm going to admit I've got previous with this film because oh. I think 
1981, so I think it was about eight, nine. I should say one of my researchers has told me that you've got a little story about this, haven't you? I oh. certainly do. Thank you, Parky. Do tell um, us. No, I just remember, I think um, uh, we used to have a dodgy video van rental um, in P Plymouth in Devon, which was an ice cream van, but he also did pornography and films. Um, so the dads could go out after the kids and then grab what they wanted. And I think my mum and dad rented this film. And Can I, I just say, I think it's quite offensive that you separated pornography and films. True. They're uh, art in their own way. You are an auteur, I, d I do know that. That's true. Um, but I remember going Nine downstairs. I'm am I right? Uh, hey! Hey! That's right. But I remember going downstairs probably about eight or nine, literally during the transformation scene. Mm. And my mum and dad just went, and all, you just stood there, stared, and just peed yourself very gently down your gym jams. All the way down. No. And, hmm. no, but this is worse. Two weeks later, Asda, Plymouth, and there were, the honey monster was there. Oh. And as in the full-length honey monster <laughs> going in betwixt dry goods aisles, etc. Sure. And I remember being very upset by the idea of this. And then finally I came face-to-face -face with the honey monster and I once again wet myself. <laughs> yeah. How did Henry McGee take it? He just went, why? Why? So yeah, this, this film, st even, even when I watched it just now, still slightly gets me very uncomfortable under the skin. Um, that's just because of the childhood memory of it. And, it th and more credence to the film, because it's amazing, isn't it? Well, there was some credence, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, yes, yes. It's all cyclical. And to um, this day, Paul Litchfield cannot listen to the songs of Credence Clearwater, Revival. I cannot. I will wet myself. Well, yep. there's very much Clearwater. <laughs> we just need a revival to be all clicking to place. <laughs> and tonight, maybe that. We'll find out as we go on. But we, we start with two victims of the worst travel agent in the world. Yep. <laughs> East Proctor, then Rome. Don't ask any questions. It'll be lovely. <laughs> they get out of a fucking van full of sheep. Yep. Symbolism. Hmm? Lambs Indeed. for slaughter. Hmm? Quite right, yeah. Aren't yeah. we all? Hmm? Yep. Elon Musk. Hmm? Is it symbolism? What? Is it symbolism if they then enter a pub that is literally called the slaughtered lamb, or is that just literal? I think that's literalism. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different school of thought. It's a different kind of symbolism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, they're, they're whinging to each other. So they are David Kessler. Yeah. Yep. Jack Goodman, son yep. of Benny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no wonder he could afford the trip. Absolutely. It's My dad shame. sold so much jazz. It is a shame, really, because he just went to the next village. The pub was called The Tickled Cat. Oh, isn't that lovely? It would have been it's a different film. <laughs> it's also called, like, Les Shire or something, so I can imagine a sort of saucy 70s romp. Oh, be. can you imagine? It's yeah. that pub from Carol Abroad, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had their good plates so far. Um, okay. The Tickled Cat. But unfortunately, they do go to East Proctor, and they do go to the Slaughtered Lamb, and they walk in, and it's that exact experience into which you walk into a, a craft ale pub, and you're 40 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> One for the kids there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, this whole this whole film pivots on this very moment, doesn't it? Because it the does. because the landlady or uh, barmaid is going, you can't let them go. Mm. You know, the fucking werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all like, no, you know, we don't want any trouble. <laughs> well, I would say there's nothing more Yorkshire than Yorkshiremen not wanting to tell outsiders or southerners about their werewolf problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to university <laughs> in York, and I can tell you. 
the number of pubs with pentagrams in them. You go in and say, oh, oh what's it? Get out. And yeah. then, but obviously this was the university part of town. Should the so world know our business? That's right. So you'd yes. be going past like a nightclub with a cheesy disco called The Slaughtered Lamb. And then you go mm. in and it's just all werewolves fucking banging it to like the, uh, the ABBA mega mix. And it's a different vibe entirely. I mean, if I was to do a TripAdvisor review of The Slaughtered Lamb, I would yeah. say limited spirits because they had no Campari. No. Yeah, no, no. I'd say hostile atmosphere. Yeah. Werewolf. Yeah, that word would appear somewhere in the review. Yeah, I Next mean, it one, looks great from the outside, but you, yeah. you you go in, you make them miss their darts. Yeah, and then they don't tell you about the problem. It's like having a weird step at the back. Should the world know we've got a weird step that sprains ankles? Mm. It would be <laughs> an Airbnb. Should let them know. But if she just says, "Lads, um, you can you can spend the night here tonight." Yeah, yeah. No one um, sort of says they can't really. They just like he points out something awkward and. You feel like that encounter was still there to be won back, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's if, salvageable. If, if David, the more diplomatic of the two, had said, oh, hey, sorry about him. Oh, he's just so excited. Can we just go up to our rooms and be real quiet for the rest of the night? Mm. None of the film would have happened. Yeah. It's very much the gunner on the Star Destroyer of uh, <laughs> David's politeness. He's <laughs> the gunner on the Star yes. Destroyer. Um, so are we also going to find out that Jack doesn't know what a knock-knock joke is. Now, Paul, you're slightly older than me. Yes. Knock-knock jokes were a thing when you were a kid, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So why doesn't definitely. he know what that is? I remember we did knock-knock in Latin. Oh, well, there you go. At school. That's why no one How answered. How did that go? Do you remember? No. Okay. We get the remember the Alamo joke, and we get the lovely Rick Mail. Oh, oh lovely Rick little Mail. Ricky Mail. About five years old here, I think. Yeah, but five, five young years old. Playing chess, playing chess. Can I tell my exciting podcast crossover Please, story here? I was waiting for this. Go on. Yeah, so um, there's a, uh, a very, very handsome young man with a flat cap and a beautiful moustache, mm. quite long and pointy. That's yeah. an actor called Sean Baker. Mm. Now, um, I'm sure that the podcast listening audience will appreciate this. But just give us a cheer if anyone here has heard or is aware of the podcast sitcom Wooden Overcoats. Okay, oh, one person over there, great. And my oldest friend in the world, excellent. So, and, and John. Uh, so, so the mayor in seasons two, three, and four is that man, Sean Baker. Wow. And God, he's, his two sort of most uh, major kind of secondary roles in films, like that's mostly he's a TV and radio actor. But um, he is this, and Michael Mann's The Keep. As well as Nazi hell. soldiers. We, and Wooden Overcoats racked up two of the Nazis from the keep in its running, uh, in its time running. And, and my God, um, I was so be beside myself when I first met Sean Baker, mostly for this scene. It's amazing. Wow. He's well got about done. one line, and it sort of sounds ADR'd or slightly off camera. But other than that, it's just a lot of very dramatic. Well, he, says, he says to the Matt Paul Schofield's character, mm. You don't usually miss, do you? That's right. You yeah. don't usually miss, do you? That's right. He said, That's You maybe miss. Yeah. You you now, what do we think about Paul Stolfer's accent? Because on the one hand, he's like, you made me miss. I've never missed that board before. And then he goes, is you mad? They'll think we're mad. The guy goes Northern Irish. Where's he from? I believe he's, he's from the South. Okay, so he's... So he's apparently, he's the story goes that John Landis, there was a production of like... Um, the Pickwick Papers or something mm. on Broadway. Right. And all the actors that are in the film are basically nicked from that because Landis loved them all so much. Really? Right. Like John Shrapnel, um, the barmaid from this, Paul oh, Schofield, yeah. who's you made me miss, Brian Glover. Brilliant. Right. He basically just went to that production and was like, yeah, I'll have all of them. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Because mm. Landis, Landis was sitting on this script for something like 10, 12 years. Since wasn't 1969. He? Good yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah. so ages. Just sort of waiting for the right chance. Yeah, he was working on a film called Kelly's Heroes. Right. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, he saw a gypsy uh, traveller. 
uh, funeral where they were burying someone to keep to ward off witchcraft, and it was to do with someone being a werewolf. That's it, yeah. Uh. And he thought, how could you apply that to you know yeah. Western Europe? Is this uh, is this all sort of based on a trip John Landis did take? Because it's so evokes a sort it's of so specific, isn't it? I'm not yeah. sure. He just talks about the Kelly's Heroes thing, but it's so right. it's a weird thing that it's made by an American, but it feels so British. It really does. Even the language is very yeah. British. I mean, originally it wasn't going to be an American werewolf in London. It was going to be a Mongolian vampire in Dover. Sure. Um, yeah. Which didn't take. No. It's less catchy to yeah. yeah. Then they went for a. <coughs> A Polynesian hunchback on the Isle of Mull. Wow. That didn't quite. And then they went for a bi-curious mummy in Tahiti. <laughs> That's me three jokes done. That's good. That's good. And until, me back you've that. until very late in production, it was, that. It, was a, 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 um, it was an Australian Jersey devil uh, on Sark. So wow. Bloody hell. Yeah, real different. I think he chose the right title. And I, think, yeah, I, I think, think he went so. with the right thing, didn't he? Given that it's Americans in London, yeah. But let's face it... Um, the barmaid is almost... I mean, what, what that Yorkshire town needs is a damn good parish meeting. Yeah. Where they all get yeah. together and go, can we stop the endless Dare I say they, need a, they need a vicar of Dibley. They yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. They really, yeah. yeah, they really could. Sort of things out. Because like, they could have said, did you hear anything? And he'd be like, no, 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 no. Because no, also yes. they go, we don't give a shit, out you go. And then they go, oh, we've all changed our mind. Let's all go out en masse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which doesn't make any sense at all. I could also see Roger Lloyd Pack in that bar scene. If you told mm. me he was in there, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, he's a pack animal, isn't he? Oh, sizzle yeah. my sausage. You know, he was uh, falling through the bar at the time. Was he right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was yeah, observing. Yeah. Uh, Play it easy, Trig. You know what I mean? No <laughs> werewolves here. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but they go out on the moors. Now, this confuses me, because when what? the bloke drops them off at the beginning, he's complicit, because he says stay on the... He doesn't say the opposite. That would be very unhelpful. Very yeah. awful, so yeah. he knows. He hated them. <laughs> they were he doesn't say, tell you what, lads, don't go to East Prog. It's a big fucking werewolf yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. to fucking Guernsey. Do you see how I fast? can't give you a lift. Go to the tickled cat. Yeah. <laughs> in in Lesshire. They do a very nice scotch egg. But he's like, I'll drop you here. I'll give you a perfunctory warning. Yeah. I'll let you go off. Then they leave the pub. And are they suggesting that the werewolf is scared of roads? Um, yeah, well, I think, um, yes, indeed. Because they're saying, stay, well, on the road, stay on the roads. Keep, I keep getting the wrong way around. I'd be fucking useless. Stay on the roads. <laughs> stay away from the roads. Stay, stay on the... Ah, did it wrong again. Shit, we lost two thicket, more. If you can find a thicket, get in that thicket and just stay there. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't quite understand what, what like, tarmac what? is there. Uh, is it hurt his paws? I always thought it was silver bullets, but apparently it might be tarmac. tarmac. Well, they, they, they and yellow lines. They ridicule that idea later in the film. Like, oh, be serious, David. The idea of a silver bullet. But right. werewolves are terrified of infrastructure. Yes. That's yeah. very clear in this Basic low-level uh, infrastructure. If they saw a suspension bridge that could support a sort of, you know, major rush hour traffic, it would yeah. shit its little wolf look, trousers. Look, David, we put the warnings about the werewolf, but it was in the basement with the sign saying, beware of the leopard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they go out on the moors... Fucking Jack gets slashed to pieces. It's so well paced, though, isn't so it? It's well so done. beautifully done. Just the little chit-chat. It's still gaggy. And then the whole, you really scared me. And then you get that lovely quick the shot. Theme of this, ah. The theme of this film, which runs throughout, is that it was fucking freezing when they filmed it. Because no. in the documentary, they said they filmed the attack sequence in Windsor. So behind Windsor Castle. Really? Oh. And they put out the thing to do the rain. 
and it was so cold they froze over so they couldn't have it raining. Oh man! So they did that to their breaths. Real. Do you think the Queen might have saw them doing? This is what uh, looking out the window. in the documentary. He said, "I was lying there saying fuck shit, fuck shit. I was getting attacked." And he's like, "The Queen's probably asleep." Prince Philip. Twenty yards away. Bloody hell, lovely. Fuck <laughs> shit. <laughs> boy looks Let like he's been attacked by an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they, so they get killed. Sounds like now, a couple of Jews out there. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but if you are wandering around in Yorkshire and you get hit by a bus, they take you to London, don't they? They do. First yeah. thing they do. Yeah, yeah. So David wakes up in London. Straight to that there, bloody yeah. London. Yeah, he looks, he looks like he's uh, really hurt himself. Put him on the bus to London. It's well, funny. it's... Uh, Brooke Glover's there, going like, Why, hey, what do we do? And then the darts player goes like, well, it's not like we've got some sort of werewolf hospital. And then he says, oh, take them to that London. That's the sort of stupid thing they'd have down there. But, if, but I've got two Hospitals. points. I've got two points about this. One, yep. if I was David, I'd be like, you're fucking telling me you could have shot this thing at any time. <laughs> That's the thing. Any time. Two, I'm not having a bald werewolf. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to be a werewolf, you're a suit. The man lying next to him, who, yeah. by the way, when it was broadcast on BBC for the first time, hence the beginning we used earlier, mm. it was pan and scanned. You couldn't see that motherfucker's head. You just saw his chest. With holes so as a child, it was very confusing as what David was looking at. It was like, oh, he's looking at yeah. a lump of meat. But then years later, I got the DVD. I was like, oh, it's a man. You Do you know, think like the man was a bald he's a werewolf bald as well? He's bald. Like he had a bald spot. I reckon he looked like uh, Friar Tuck with big teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, just all hair, but just with a sort of yeah, tonsure. Like in the Derek middle. Nimmo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine wow. if they got it wrong and they shot Derek Nimmo. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking cover up that would be. Sorry, I've been up to these They said they haven't seen Derek Nimmo for years. I've got two <laughs> footnotes at this Derek point. Derek Nimmo. David wakes up in a London hospital. Clever. He's been in fucking hospital for three weeks in London. Yeah, fuck me. What's going on at all hospitals up north full? Probably. Probably. Uh, it's so the 70s. Well, it's just been the 70s. England was fucked. Oh, it was fucked. It's probably... Bins piling up in the streets. Hospital strikes. Yep. Yeah. They probably just had the one hospital, didn't they? That was yeah. it. Scargill was probably up there. The North Hospital, yeah, saying, it was called. Don't go in there if you're... Anyway. Uh, so Nurse Price and Nurse Gallagher are looking over David. Now, Nurse Price is played by the lovely Jenny Agatha. Jenny Agatha. Nurse Gallagher, who gives a fuck, really? Um, she's really funny. She know. looks she's at great. his winky while he's asleep. She has she a look is. at his little dinkle and, and little surmises that he may be of the Jewish persuasion. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. No wonder the NHS is going down the tubes. Too bloody right. Yeah. I really, I thought she was really funny this time. I'd never quite noticed her before. She's great. Same as the orderly. I th they're both hilarious. Uh, I, she's one of two people in this film that I'd, I'd like to know what they're up to now and congratulate yeah. them for always bringing me pleasure, not like that. Not that. That will come later. Let's not be funny about it. No. Uh, Dr. Hirsch turns up. John Shrapnel. Love him. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Again, he was in this production that Landis saw and was like, I'll have him. Oh, uh, uh, really? Mm. Uh, uh, surely he performed some sort of function here at the hospital. No, he's, he's extremely uh, um, upper class London. I got the he? feeling when he walked in, there was a definite vibe. It may be because of the porno we see later, but he comes in. She's like, I've seen his knob. Yeah. The other one's like, that's a bit inappropriate. He walks in, and it's almost like he's like, Shall we uh, <coughs> have it off would you over, like it, over his sleeping body? Would you like, to, you would you like to contrast and compare? <laughs> <laughs> I've got an infection. Because it's, very, it, that. it's, very, it, it, it's very much, you know, us and them fear when he, when he goes up north and he goes into the pub. He's oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you absolutely dreadful northern cretins. Mm. How yeah. are you? Mm. 
It's just so wonderfully done throughout. Also, you can't treat people like this because he's basically like, Nurse Price, I suggest you fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, and then she's like, and then he goes, Nurse Price, by the way, you just told me to go away. Did he say anything? She's like, oh, he called out the name Jack. And he's like, oh, right. Fuck off. Fuck off, then. (laughs) Can't treat people like that. I thought that was, uh, that's John Shrapnel. I thought it was David Woodvine. Yeah, which it is. You're right. I got the name wrong. Sorry. Which about one's John Shrapnel? John Woodvine. Is it John Woodvine? John Shrapnel's okay. the other bald fella who's got the deep voice. Ah, he's not yeah, bald. Okay. It there makes sense. All right, there we go. There we go. Yeah, but he's uh, brilliant. I love him, and he's he's so quintessentially in this film, hmm. the most perfect sort of uh, army sort of commanding officer. Yes. Police chief. Yeah. Doctor. Or like authority into, yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Well, I I like the way he just goes. Well, it is is obviously very clear that you're attacked by some sort of lunatic. Yeah. I like the way he says, as a doctor. They yes. say a lunatic has the strength of ten men. <laughs> Who says that? Was it in medical journals? No, I read it in National Enquirer. So, well, you could magazine. just say as as a doctor as a yeah. preface before anything you do. Well, you but as a do. doctor, I suggest you take your clothes off and come home with me. <laughs> what? Yes, well, as I am a doctor, you see. As a doctor, would Fair you enough. two nurses les off, please? Exactly. As a doctor, can I suggest you come with me for uh, a, a weekend's caravanning holiday in Yeovil? They say a doctor has a doctor. the cock of ten men. <laughs> <laughs> Uncircumcised. But it's just... No, 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 no. No, don't worry. No. Well, well uh, no. David has a, his gone. first dream of running through the woods. Yeah. Which is fun, isn't it? It's brilliant. Uh, I've often, you often, you know, you, you're late for an exam, you eat a deer covered in blood. Yeah, that's right, running naked through the woods. Uh, so then Frank Ostrom turns up, presumably to do some happy Muppet voices to cheer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the mood on set was a bit dour. What with everybody just, like, like, all the blood. Mr. Kessler! <laughs> Mr. Mr. Please! Kessler. These kids never appreciate anything you goddamn do for them. I'm from the American Embassy. Two Take appearances. Oh. Two performances by Frank Oz in waka, one film. Waka, waka. Yeah, because he's Miss Piggy later. Miss Piggy as well. And well, um, Annie's the voice of. Uh, no, that's a, no. The wolf. Miss Piggy. The wolf. <laughs> he's yeah. amazing. He's like Frank. Mr. K- he's the wolf at the end. Mr. Kessler. <laughs> that's you. I love you too, Jenny Agutter. <laughs> Pigs in space. Did he, not, did he not do any of the wolf effects? That would have been perfect. Uh, it, they got him to chill on some Lego. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. He kept doing the Yoda voice when he was puppeteering the head of the wolf, mm. and it sort of spoilt the mood. Eat you, I will. <laughs> He's about to eat, and then he lifts yeah, the X wing out of a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very uh, different film in many yeah, ways. Yeah, so so then uh, he's, he's, he says he has the strength of ten men. Yep. And then he's introduced by poli- interviewed by police inspector Villiers. Yeah. He says, we're quite satisfied, Mr. Kessler, that you were attacked by a man holding a brick. Uh, we've got witnesses to say that happened. And he's like, well, no, we were attacked by some sort of animal. Mm. But he's like, nope, we're, we're happy with... He's got uh, scratches down his mm, entire yeah, chest yeah. and on his head. Yeah, yeah. there's obviously the work of some sort of lunatic, I'd imagine. Yeah. He might as well have been sort of covered in mange. Yeah, as well, exactly, like, yeah. You know. Might as well just have crafts tattooed on his fucking head. Yeah. And a poor print just across <laughs> his chest. He says, no, 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 definitely not any sort of animal, despite the contrary evidence, I've which seen is the constant scratch marks from an animal yeah. on you. But aren't all... On uh, all investigations by the police forces in life, werewolf investigations. In many ways, yes. All <coughs> cover-ups. Hmm? Do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. When you think about it. All so then he has another dream bastards. where he eats a deer's head. Yep. 
Brilliant. Yeah, I love all that it. stuff. It's really good and it's very short and sharp and brutish yeah. in a way yeah. that it's good editing and good direction. Mm. But it's also great use of like pr like prosthetics and, and oh, practical yeah. effects. Just we in case anything I think there's like no shots where anything embarrassingly sort of fake looking remains. No. In no. The film. I think there's a semi one at the end which I'll get to, but I think the important thing about this film is it zips. Yeah. It's an hour oh, and a half. Super quick. And hour and a half. There's not a wasted moment in it. It's amazing. And yeah. he spends a lot of it in the nutty, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Um, and, he's, and he's very lithe when he's leaping around the forest from glade to glade. When you see him wake up in the zoo, his bum to thighage yeah. is very sort of weirdly... Uh, did you notice? What, the sort of... Bum the to thighage. Go there's, on. There's no buttock. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacle slip. Are you saying he's missing a, a sub-buttock cleft? Uh, yeah, it's just weird. He's got right. this sort of very emotional... Butter and yeah. Yeah. Like the second act of a symphony, just down all the yes. way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Definitely yeah, yeah. going to the middle eight. Yeah, that's right. It's very <laughs> odd. The knee. He's got a very ha hairy anus, from what I can see. Yeah, he's got and a hairy got anus in yeah. the front as well. I think when he's, he's got. Yeah, I think he's got the whole, you know, from the bombardier down to the, the rear bombardier. I think he's got a very the, his whole trench run. Whole trench run. Yeah, yeah. Looks like. Are know. you saying there's an entire <laughs> segment during the transformation where Rick Baker does the anus sprouting? I think most. I think he looked at it and thought, I, I, well, I can't add to that. <laughs> it's the one area that's that only. He, he went up to him and went, "That anus cannot be improved. Can't be touched." <laughs> I once on a Polaroid. That's a chef's that. kiss of an anus. I never Polaroid seen an of that, anus and I'm like going to copy and paste it around his body. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do today, just sort of cut and paste. Yeah, that's anus. what they do today. They take yeah. a photo of his anus and just... Not like that. that that's um, annoying. But then we <laughs> meet the king of the picture, as Martin Scorsese would say. Benjamin, what does he say? Thank you very much. One oh, person. Right, yeah. We just watched the fucking film and no one remembers. No, well, I'd like... Uh, Benjamin is my first person in this film, apart from... Oh, second, actually, with Nurse Gallagher. No. I hope he's still with us and he's thriving. And I hope no, he, loves he is yeah. with us. He's Rishi Sunak. Oh, my God. <laughs> Still saying no to a, a Still saying public. no to economic policy. It's, it's, a very, right? it's lovely to think of it as a very young Rishi Sunak. Yeah. It, it is, but at the same time, I want to meet Benjamin and shake him by the hand and say thank you. But if it was Rishi Sunak, you wouldn't do that? No, I wouldn't. No. no. Can we also talk about comedy man who serves the food up, who's also a doctor? The orderly, yeah. The orderly. He's uh, brilliant, again, the orderly. As I mentioned earlier, he's an octopus. He love him. He's not yeah. a psychiatrist. Um, I love the orderly, though. Absolutely love him. He's because so he gets funny. this glorious scene to shine, and then he gets one later with the it's food. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah. two little, little uh, tiny little specks of dialogue, but he's he makes them crackle. He's also the head crackle. of the uh, Indian consulate in Octopussy. Right. He drives a little tuk-tuk when he gets oh, involved. Oh, man. Just um, once, I'd love to drive a tuk-tuk in a film. I'd love to drive a tuk-tuk, oh. generally. That's that another point as well, which I think what should we should credit this film for as well, is that not only does it capture... Being an American, a young American mm. from some sunny place in the States, in California or New York somewhere, and then coming to London with all its rain and fog and werewolves, but like also the class difference within England yeah. is yeah. also Nails captured it. so Nails well. Like, so they're already sort of middle class kind of poncy Americans from like, as from what we see of David's house in his nightmare. Upstate New York, where I'm yeah, 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 that kind of thing. And like then you've got uh, uh, David Woodvine, uh, yes, I'll, I'll just have the Shirley Temple, please, barmaid. And like them all hating him <laughs> yeah. as well. Like, and you yeah. go, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's an alien to him as well. And it captures that really well. Probably in a way that I think would get an American audience a bit more on board. Do you, you think... So you can imagine Woodfine turning up at a petrol station with his car and going, yes, fill it up with the Campari, would you? Fill it up with the Campari, and I have a feeling... Rant entirely on Campari. And put a plate of noodles in the glove box, would you? Yeah. <laughs> would you mind? Um, now, we have to talk about the fact that Alex gets sexually harassed by a child. 
Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Another Benjamin's distracting. It's, it's almost like a pincer movement. Benjamin's distracting with the nose. No. Yeah. The other fella comes along, grabs a comic, smacks her on the bum. Yeah, outrageous. Disgusting child. I hope he's not thriving. No, I hope he's, he's very ill. Yeah. I've he's probably in prison. <laughs> I've heard that he is. Is he? Yeah. Good. I'm pleased by that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So then David has another dream, and this is the one everyone remembers, isn't it? This is the eyes and the yeah. teeth. Oh, yeah, 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 that's so uh, scary. And again, David Norton says the eyes were literally like glass eyes, so they really hurt and were very yeah. uncomfortable, but effective. So I say use more of them. It hurt actors. We have it's no right. It's the same sort of scare trick that he's done in The Exorcist, isn't it? When you briefly see Pazuzu. Mm, Pazuzu. That yeah. sort of brief. And also Salem's lot with the kids at the window that... Oh. You know, the window cleaners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing today, sir? When I'm cleaning. I've read that scene. <laughs> you should see the things I see. When I'm exercising children. <laughs> <laughs> Father Merrion's dirge. <laughs> He'd look good under that. He's leaning on a lamppost underneath the lampshade. Yeah. Coming yeah. in to exercise your child. Yeah. Lovely. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Ormby's exorcist. Love it. So then we get the dream with the eyes, as I mentioned. So um, good, so good. So then uh, Hirsch is cleaning him, and he's like, well, David, it's obviously you've been attacked by a man with a brick. But yep. they said there were witnesses. There were none. It was in the dark. Well, probably man with a brick. But the, have you spoken to the police? I've really no idea. Look, you're very tired. Lie down and just don't worry about he's it. He's gaslighting him, isn't he? He he's is. He's trying to. Wolf lighting him. Because if you look at his chest, him. there's so much brick evidence. Isn't yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still a brick half lodged in him. I mean, the evidence is really stacking up against that. It's half a semi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a brick in protruding from your chest that you're just pleased to see me? <laughs> 
So then we get the dream within the dream straight away. So the, 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 non, the Nazi home invasion. Now, that's amazing. And oh. I realised something else that I'd never noticed before this watch, mm. which is we s that's the only time we see David or Jack's home. Yeah. He's in this horrific, like, dream state. And seeing yeah. it fucking, like, absolutely ripped to shreds. I think it's sexist. Huh? It's sexist. It's sexist, why? David's dad's sitting down reading the paper. Yeah. Mm. Kids watching telly. Mum's in the kitchen. Yeah. Why is she in the kitchen? Uh, probably doing a bit of She could be there. sending a fax. She could. <laughs> she well, could fax be is widespread writing a book. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe she, she wasn't. In she's in the kitchen washing plates. John, it's clearly established in a deleted scene that I've just made up that oh, she's yeah. got a standing desk in there okay. and she's only near to the fridge to get more of her poncy North American Camparian sodas out. My every God, thank God. Time she wants. Thank so God. She literally gets blown out of shot, doesn't she? Oh, with the shotgun. Oh. Yeah, her and the dad both do. Yeah. But right out of shot. Yeah. It's Slightly comedic. These are very disturbing masks that Rick Baker made, aren't really they? Really creepy. Yeah. It's, it's the very sort of... But again, you've got the sort of split within England of the sort of working class, you know, immigrant workers in the NHS and also like... I don't think those monsters were the working class. Were they not? I've misread this I think this they're film supposed entirely. to be, aren't they? Yeah, I think... <laughs> don't think they were representing the North. They were you? just working class German goblins following <laughs> orders. Uh, the... No, the... It's also that thing of that kind of the 70s, like yeah, the yeah. war was only about 30 years before. I think we're in the 80s now, aren't we? So, in the 81, same 81, so barely. So, barely. So, it still feels very 70s y. Yeah. But it's like it's 40 years before you've, you've had World War II. So, it's still fairly in living memory. And, like, your parents yeah. would probably, you know, the, the doctor also refers to dealing with um, Monty. Uh, Does. In the desert and all that. Rommel. Rommel, excuse yeah. me. Monty was our guy. So, yeah. excuse me. What side was I on at the time? Don't ask. Anyway. So, but it's, it's still very much in living memory. And so, you know, he's got this sort of... He's going to Europe. He's a young Jewish-American yeah. man yeah. with the scars of the Holocaust still fresh yeah. in his memory. He's gone yeah. to creepy outback bits of Europe and he's probably going like, they're out for me. Got any North Yorkshire, for fuck's sake. What's wrong with him? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, quite right. Yeah, but they all, it's a horrible dream. But Landis, apparently, had seen this in a European film where there was a dream within a dream. <sighs> so he borrowed the idea. But I think this is probably the best executed version of it. Wakes up again and then... Because it almost is a bit porny. She's like, I have just the thing. Yeah. And it, I'll get stabbed by now. And it's now yeah. probably <laughs> the most copied sort of horror trope of mm. all, isn't it? Mm. That sort of the double scare. Well, there's a couple of tropes in this. The, the mirror scene later on, which is used oh. a hell of a lot, but I think this yeah, is the yeah. best. What, what, something again that really struck me again, and mm. in the audience, my oldest friend in the world, Toby Wilson, uh, talented Hi, animation Toby. writer and a uh, very handsome young man. He was... Um, Toby, can you put your trousers back on? Sorry. No, put uh, I see further. he's wearing Crowley Time memorabilia then. Oh, gosh, sorry. Yeah. My oldest friend in the world's wearing uh, a, a licensed official jumper of my own podcast, Crowley Time with me, Tom Crowley, the world's premier sketch comedy podcast. Oh, well, yeah, he is. And, and I'm wearing one as well, you say. Where would someone oh. find such a jumper? Well, you should ask, John. Um, if someone were to check after Friday the 25th of November... Uh, on CrowleyTime.com, not only would they find information about the podcast and lots of places to listen to it, they'd also find a, a link to the shop where they can buy the Crowley Time Maximum Elite T-shirt, which I was going to bring an example of and forgot, and the Crowley Time Sumptuoso sweatshirt, which I am sporting myself right now. Uh, now, of course, if you haven't heard the podcast Crowley Time, you probably don't want to buy memorabilia for it right now, so the best thing no. you can do is go and listen to it and then buy the memorabilia <sighs> very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. 
Do you uh, pan to this year? Uh, I couldn't get booked. Okay. Kept I'm doing Mother Goose, friends. but wait till her husband finds out. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Christ alive. Imagine doing that in front of children. That's what oh the husband God. said. The other um, day, I saw that a friend of mine who I shouldn't <laughs> name is doing an adult panto. Oh, God, it's not Cinderella, is it? What? It's, Actually, it's is your friend Jim Davidson. It's called something like, uh, oh, yeah, it's Throbin Hood. Oh, oh, nice. That works both his, ways. And his little John. Of course. And, yeah. and the names Too much. of the characters, because it was, it was a, a poster just with the headshots of the actors. Cunt, fuck, it was, prick, yeah, it was like cunt, arso, Cunt, fuck, knob. prick hole. And uh, one uh, uh, young actor, promising, lovely headshot, uh, talented, promising actor. Quite the literally headshot. That's right, yep. Playing the amusingly named character of Maid Marian. Oh. So there you go. That was an anticlimax. Maid Marian? Maid Marian, yeah. Laid Marion. No, no, it wasn't. It was Maid Marion from I mean, Robin Hood. Splayed Marion. Splayed Marion. Father Marion. Yeah. That's another take That's on Maid Marion. That's the Exorcist porno parody. That is, yeah. Robin Hood, Robin. Anyway, so no, David. No, 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 let's try. Riding. Oh, what are we doing? Let's try and bed this in. Yeah. Robin Hoodless. Robin Hood. Circumcised. No, that doesn't work. Uh, Will Scarlet as is. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Fry a fuck. Fry a fuck. It's right there for you. Obviously. Uh, Little John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge, mm. really. Uh, Sheriff of Sheriff of um, Fuckingham. Fuckingham. Fuckingham's Fuckingham. Fuckingham. Nobbing Hood. Frotting. Who said Nobbing Hood? <laughs> Nobbing Hood. I think I did, but I was pointing at you. <laughs> which is fine. I All heard right. the Sheriff of Frottingham, which I'm actually really Frottingham's in actually. And yeah, then at the end, Delhi. Sean Connery appears as King Rim. Yay! <laughs> Doesn't even work. That's why I liked it. Doesn't okay. work at all. But it's Sean Connery doing it. Yeah, I cannot we, allow we, we this wedding to, to carry on until I've roomed the bride. Deposing, of course... Roomed the bride? Yep. Deposing, of course, the previous uh, throne holder, the evil King Anal Sex. In King Anal Sex was hated in these lands. Despised. Wooden doors were carved. Um, King Johnson, anyway. But yeah, 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 King but Johnson, yes. Yeah, it just funny. writes itself. Let's, I don't know why we, let's, yeah. Yeah. King and Distorted Penis. Right. Yep, okay, good. I think Sh- Simon Sharma did a series about he that. He did, I think so. Yeah. David appears to David, Jack. David. Uh, he's, no, he's a bit ill. Now, a funny story. Here's one of John's funny stories. Okay. Rick Baker says they spent hours and hours making up Griffin Dunn's horrible features. Right. But he's fed up because the one thing anyone always talks about is the flappy bit. But and which was by mistake. accident. Ah, it's so oh. good. But I always but it's thought bloody good because he it? was talking that the air was coming out of that passageway, and that would have been the thing. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. It flop, flopped off. Apparently, you might be able to tell me if this is true or not. There's a deleted scene about when he takes the toast and he apparently eats the toast so. and it yeah. pops out his throat, which they oh. didn't want to keep in the film. Yeah, I was going to get on. There's a couple of deleted scenes in this. That was one, and there's one later on. But yeah. yeah. But they took it out because apparently it was too gross. Oh, amazing toast falling out the throat, though. It's the one where you see his anus sprout even more hair on the second yeah. transformation. He says, I am Jack, look, and he shows David his anus. <laughs> I know like, that anus anywhere. David's like, I've never seen your anus, so I don't know why you talk about that. <laughs> oh, that. And he says, they're else, like fingerprints, sorry. you know, and he says, I, doesn't, I haven't yeah. got a, a roller or anything. I can't do anything with that. No. <laughs> Well, well, so's the your armpit, your arm, uh, your elbow print. But you didn't show me that, did you? Show no. me your anus. I feel a bit silly now. I should have shown you my elbow. Yeah, well, I'm still looking at your anus. You haven't yet pulled up your trousers. I'm, so, I just, I'm stuck. Probably <laughs> the thing about being dead is rigor mortis. I think your top half's fallen off, and your legs are just <laughs> waving around with your anus all splayed. Rigor mortis has kicked in. You keep saying that. It's not true. <laughs> Pull them up. It's just an erection. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> 
But the premise, the idea that um, <laughs> it, no, 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 his mate keeps coming back just to say how yeah. you know how dare you and you're a werewolf yeah. and that's basically a brilliant conceit. He's basically you should know Danny Lange, eh? Isn't he? The Harry, famous Harry. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a great conceit. It's a really it? lovely conceit yeah. to actually be the you know the dead are just disquieted and we can be a bit sarky. It's a lovely idea. It's like it's something that might be in a play. Yes. Well, yeah, because also if it were a play, he'd just have enough time to go off, put on the prosthetics, and come back out again. So that's perfect. Mm. Roughly half an hour, right? A bit more. Green oh, I on. wanted to be a yellow coat. He says. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Cathcart won't let me be a yellow coat. I keep ripping the throats out of innocent fuckers. <laughs> Just want to be a yellow coat. I don't know what you mean. I'm American. I don't I'm know a fuck. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. So he says to he says to <laughs> he says to David um, yeah. that you are a werewolf. I train my ten pounds. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the next full moon, you're going to kill people. Uh, kill yourself. Damn. Which is a bit like buying a Morrissey album. <laughs> Apart from the full moon bit. Sorry, I didn't mean to upset That's you. Right. Yeah, well, no, um, we don't want to think about so it. So then he goes, nurse, nurse. And Alex comes, because apparently Alex is taking personal care of him. Well, as far as we can tell, she's sort of lurking near the door, just oh. waiting. She's like, do you, anyone seen that Ed Miliband meme where he's hanging outside the House of the Commons and his face is in the window? <laughs> She's like that. Basically. She's like that, yeah. He yeah. looks a bit like Ed Miliband, does David? He does, especially when he goes grey a bit when he's a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she turns up and he, she's like, what is it? And he goes, oh, I'm a werewolf. And I saw my friend uh, Jack and then he kisses her. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, have you got anywhere to stay in London? And he should say, well, I'm American, right? So I'm going to fly back to America because yes. it's been a horrible time. Yeah. I want to go home and see my family. But that wouldn't work with the film's title, would it? No. So she An says, American werewolf recently left London. Yeah. American An American werewolf, werewolf catches, Baltimore. catches the red eye. Yeah. Or given how long it had taken to check in, an American werewolf just departing London I tell you what, fuck on off. the 2.35. Werewolf <laughs> on a plane, great film. Oh, yeah, well. Uh, I mean, yeah. Isn't that but almost Red Eye by Wes yeah, that's Yeah. Is that's that vampires? Like, that's vampires. Yeah. Right, I've not and seen And then you had snakes on a plane. So it's like, I'm sick of this fucking werewolf on this plane. I'm sick of this motherfucking David Norton werewolf on this motherfucking plane. I'm recruiting you for the Avengers, you have man. you seen Slim Loris's on a gondola? Oh, terrifying film! <laughs> terrifying that film will stay with you forever. All the cornetos they get through, sleuths on a track. All those Slim Loris's on that gondola. So then Alex says, Come and stay with me, and then we cut a, hard I'm cut whoosh, to David with Alex in London. And she's like, Oh, I'm really poor, me. But there should oh. have been someone at the hospital who went, No, 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 nurse, you can't bring him home. That's utterly insane. Should I tell you a funny personal story? Yes, go on. Okay. In during lockdown one, stories. this is a pretty terrible personal story. During lockdown okay. one, I was on Tinder, and uh, I hooked up with someone. Is this when you had threadworms? I had threadworms, yeah, right. it was terrible. Is this I just a brag now? Or? No, 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 no. Okay. no. Well, let me get them, I'll tell you. Uh, obviously, I never met the person because it was lockdown one, but we ended up just chatting, and uh, it turned out to be uh, a person who played... In the scene where they're on the underground, mm. yes. when the two punks are snogging, yeah. it was the lady snogging the punk. Never. Was it on the punks? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, and I, and I asked her, and she, they were paid in um, fast food. Oh, really? Were they? Yeah. Give they were just literally found them hanging around outside the underground and said, do you want to be in a film? Real punks. Real punks. Nice. Do you want to be in a film? Yes. And they were paid in um, 
Fast food. That's cool. quality Isn't trivia, that John. Story? That is quality yeah. trivia. Yeah, there you go. Wow. I didn't have sex with her. Um, so, um, so they go back to Alex's house, and she's like, do you want to come in? Her house, Here's my living room. Sorry, her house set yeah, up on, is insane. Well, I know where she lives, because the flat is in Kensington, and she's like, oh, I'm yeah. so poor. It in was Kensington. the 70s. I think that probably cost her about one pound a month. Oh, the yeah. 80s, excuse yeah. me. If you, think, so if you think of her living room as a clock, yeah. um, she, the TV is at 12. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then she's got the rest of the seats are at 2 and 9. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mad, and then the mad. couch is at 6. Yeah. That's just someone who reads It's just not workable yeah. to be able to enjoy a show. She's not going to watch the tube, is she? It's ridiculous. She's been well, the, the tube. The TV only shows a sort of cultural portrait of Britain, it oh. seems. You've got, you know, what was it in the channel, first channel? It was. Well, the first channel was the test card. The test card, that's Second right. Second channel was darts. darts. And then Naughty Nancy shares Naughty her Nancy's story with News yep, of the World. Naughty Nancy. Yeah. Do you Britain. think John Landis hated the UK? No, I think... Because it's not a great advert for the UK, this I entire know. film, I is it? I think if you compare this and European Vacation, it will also do this joke. Yeah. This is kinder. Oh, okay. She's saying, this is the fucking telly they've got over there, whereas European Vacation goes over... Oh, it fucking sucks, their TV's... Like, We're not shooting each other, are we, though? So yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Alex is like, I'm going to go and have a shower. You can look around and watch telly. Now, again, this is uh, written Dele. by an American. And telly is getting dished around a lot. Exactly. Mm. She says closet, but I think that's just because she's got an American in her house and wants to... Yeah, uh, welcome you him, know, yeah. You know, and the so fact that she says telly is lovely, isn't it? Mm. Now, this scene, um, David is whistling to himself, and he gets in the shower with Alex. And they start... Making, they start making love. Some correspondence. Now, I've got some correspondence here. Uh-huh. Um, now, my, my girlfriend, hello, Hannah. Uh, uh, my, my girlfriend was at an event where Jenny Agatha attended. Mm. But right. this is from the plumber who built the shower. <laughs> yeah. So, so, my girlfriend attended Steve an Spriggs. event with Jenny Agatha, and I said, as a joke, as a joke, if you speak to Jenny, get her autograph, and tell her that I was in triple figures for wanks for the, for the showers. <laughs> you know, I probably was. Now... She met Jenny Agatha and spoke to her and, um, and got a, a letter for Jenny. She was Jenny. And she says, uh, uh, the moon is full, although it may be behind clouds. And she's got terrible writing, by the way. Uh, and she says, I would say, be, beware the moon, you kn- but you know it's phases or something. And then she said, so pleased to know about the triple figures. Now, what Hannah had told her is that I'd watched the film Triple Figures Times. Yes. Technically so true. Technically true, or well, very true. But I've now got a well, note from Jenny Agato, which oh. is which is technically her saying, "Well done for having loads of wanks." So yeah. thanks, Jenny. Thanks for That's that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that when we watched the film this evening, the celluloid was sort of worn and slightly broken-looking around yeah. that, but as though the people at the cinema. Had I mean, I've got to be honest. I had it on VHS, and that yeah. particular bit was just it's so not worn, but it's, it's, like it's also yeah. somehow 4K worn. Yeah, that's right. Just mm. very odd. Very, it just yeah, warps strange. when you get to that bit naturally. I think just mm. through time. Move on, move on, move on. Anyway, it's like the lost ones. There is. There's no intact copy of that scene of American Werewolf. No, no. It's like it's like. Um, what's that? You know that Disney thing you're not allowed to watch. Wanksicle. Wanksicle. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, the little Olaf having a wank. Oh, uh, Song of the South. Song of the South. That's there right. you go. Yeah. It's anyway. So only banned for being enormously racist. So anyway, but Alex says to David, "I've had seven lovers in my life, three of which were one night stands, and I put eight, and one of them is a werewolf." Yeah. <laughs> that is something to boast about in future, isn't it? And she survives, so she yeah. can't go around going and tell you what. That's like going out with one of the Columbine lads. Yeah, oh, wow. Oh, sorry, everyone. 
Uh, I'll change it. Dennis Nilsson. I don't think anyone <laughs> did go out with the Columbine lads. Leslie Crowther. Change it to Leslie Crowther. I'll change it to Leslie Crowther. Leslie Crowther. He killed Leslie Crowther. Everyone's fine with Leslie. So then he has sex with Alex. Good for him. And then he gets up for a wee wee and then we get the mirror jump. Brilliant. And we get Jack, who is in a more advanced stage of decomposition. Lovely. Yeah. Looks like he's been eating like wet, bad cheese. Yeah. It's gone all green. Mm. And he says to David, again, I'm not, I'm sorry, mate. I'm not going to change the record, but you're a werewolf. Kill, kill yourself. yourself, mate. You're going to, you need to kill yourself. Mm. Uh, where everyone's going to be sick of you now, to be honest. Mm. It's, um, it's great. Every day feels like Sunday. <laughs> sorry. It, I was going to say, it's, it's, uh, it's great that until, basically, until his transformation, it yeah. could be that he's mad. It could be that. And yes, also, I yes, meant to say yes. earlier, by the way, that the reason I watched the uh, love scene so much is that I really like the song Moondance. Yeah. yeah. I meant to say that earlier, but I forgot. I was gonna, about, the, about the Jenny Agatha in the shower scene, it's, it's well, well I, I documented. I didn't even notice they're in the shower. What? For, sorry? Oh, no, sorry. she's in that scene, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 I understand that someone I was just looking at the tiling. I was putting tiling. on small jazz glasses. Were you, it's a wonderful were you masturbating over the quality of the tile work? Of course, yes. In the shower. Quality grouting. God, it is, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's wanktastic. Good um, Lord. The, yeah. Hmm. So, so there's, um, I think it's obviously uh, female nudity in films, very, very prevalent. Yeah. Questioned a bit more now, the sort of power dynamic of that. Oh, yeah. I always feel like you want to look for parity. And I would say this film has it solely provided by David Norton. Yes. So the amount of female nudity is counted by the amount of times we can basically see up his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I hate to break it to you, there's no parrots in this. No, really? Yeah. So what was that up his ass that I saw? Well, I think maybe Some a budgie. Sort of multicolored. <laughs> I, think it might have been, I think it might have been his rider. Okay. <laughs> Sean Ryder. And also, in terms of parity, I would argue that Jack is quite parity because he says the same thing twice. That's true. Kill himself. Oh, very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, in the meantime, he goes to bed with Alex and says, you know what, I saw my mate Jack again and mm. he's, he's still dead. Called him a meatloaf. Sorry about that. But, you know, one out of I three ain't bad. I love that in the... In the uh, transformation, when he's when it, when he's when he says, "I'm sorry for calling you a for a meatloaf," and I'm it was so sorry to comp- for comparing you to the singer Meatloaf. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> he did go quite anti-vax in the end yeah. of his life, and, and, and actually, that sadly, might be what COVID killed him. Killed him. But, uh, yeah, oh. that's right. But I'm sorry for comparing him, not for the stuff <laughs> with Jim Steinman. That was great, but later, I'm sorry for comparing <laughs> him to that. If anything, it's it's amazing how lucid he was in that scene. Mm. When he's, he's in a lot of physical pain. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, yeah. Dr. Hirsch takes a trip to the slaughtered alarm. La- I'm going to go Lam. to the awful north. I'm going to the slaughtered alarm. There's some investigations of my own. He asks for a Camparian soda. You have soft southern. He says, Well, I'll, I'll have half a Guinness that constantly refills throughout mm. the next five shots. Yep. I'll have a Guinness with a lump of coal in it, yeah. please. And he does all that. Um, yeah, what do you think about um, werewolves? Gosh, chaps. Funny is about these um, bloody werewolves everywhere, isn't it? think about that American chappy who probably got killed by a werewolf. If you were, sorry, silly question. I'm just new to the area and I wondered, if you had to name the number of werewolves in the area, would it be one, two, none, <laughs> one? Or none of the above. Or none Show of me above. on this werewolf where he touched you. <laughs> it's just full of that. And then, and then you, you got Mr. Darts like, who yeah. pre- Previously, was like, there's nothing going on here. And then suddenly, I'm just going to pop outside. Well, it's, it's probably time I tell my Brian Glover story. Yes. Yay. Now, a friend of mine who's an actor said that Brian Glover used to go to parties, occasionally with his wife, and he would always leave the parties by oh, saying, God. come on, Pat, let's go home and get some dick in you. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. Perhaps. I thought that's how he ended parties. Well, Just talking of which, Paul Schofield goes out and goes, I'm going to check on the dogs. Yeah. Brian Glover's like, the dogs are fine. Dogs are fine. How do you know? I think, check I think on them anyway. I think he knows Schofield is going to go out there and wait for the doctor. I think he's got a sneaking mm. suspicion. Well, that's he's exactly weakening. what happens. Yeah. He says, my son, Philip, didn't queue to get in here. <laughs> <laughs> Two laughs. I'm happy about that. <laughs> that was on the spot. That. I hadn't written that down. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he says, there's something, something going to happen to that boy. It's the one that lived. He's the one in danger, and he's going to hurt himself and others. We've had ample opportunities to sort this situation out, but we've I, never I taken the just, opportunity. I wish I'd said it earlier, or just said, like, yeah. fucking don't go out there, there's fucking werewolves. Do you oh, know, just we've had and shot fucking werewolves in the last two years created here. Oh. <laughs> we've never we should have got in a van, <laughs> driven round with a gun, <laughs> and shot the fucker. <laughs> Apparently, I'll tell you what, them. we'd have got five on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking great. There's a microbrewery out the back. No one talks about that. There's a, oh, I was killed by a werewolf. What I'll about the what, fucking homebrew? It's killed the performing arts scene round here. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> Entire production of Uncle Vanya fucking slaughtered one night. I, not on full moon, I said. They said, why? I said, oh, I don't want to tell you. I can't you. tell you. <sighs> Ray Cooney's run for your wife was cancelled. Oh, we all turned up with Eric. Oh, I was so looking forward to it. Eric's mousetrap for six weeks. We had to tell him who did it just <laughs> to keep him away. <laughs> who did it? The fucking werewolf. <laughs> Every night. And they we... kept shipping cast after cast of the mousetrap. Slaughtered, never got to the and reveal. You know what? The irony was deafening. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Uh, so it's a six-foot creature. No, no, no it's a wrong film. William Freeburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is about film. a six-foot creature. Acid for blood. No, it's a wrong film. I'll take the penalty again. No, wrong, <laughs> wrong one. Um, so then we cut back to David, who's seeing off Alex to work at her poor Kensington flat. Oh. Two little girls laughing with a dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to all of us, that. Slightly too much unnecessary after, I think. Are we going for the Shining girls there, do we think? Oh, maybe. No. Well, when's the Shining? Oh, this year before this. If right. they are... They don't achieve that. No. Maybe there are PR people like you've got to put two weird girls yeah. in the films. But they're doing crucially, now. they're not twins, all wearing the same clothes. No, they've got a dog though. Big the, dog but the, the twins are shiny. Hadn't got a dog. One of the hedges is a dog. That doesn't count. That's a bit. John. It's all about symbolism, isn't it? This is not proof that he faked the moon landing. Me and Kubrick are up there. You're, uh. down, you're down here. Um, <laughs> he's locked out. John Landis did not fake the moon landings, John. No, he killed people. Yeah. Um, oh, that's enough. I mean, he did. Um, oh. He definitely did. No, that's no lemons. Um, You're thinking of no lemons. Both. Both. Um, yeah. We get the cat. Did anyone enjoy the cat going? Yeah, that's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. I know how they did that. You know they did it. Who, who wants to guess? What? He's right. Another cat. Another ah, cat. Another cat. Yeah. Cat Stevens. What breed was the cat? Manx. That's yeah, not the exactly question I asked. What yeah. breed was the cat? That doesn't care, care. Right, not so Well done, you've won today's prize. Yay! Um, I should say, by the way, you know how all the songs in here are done by, uh, they're, they're all moon based, yeah. yeah. Apparently, Cat Stevens didn't want his song used in this film. Mm. Apparently, if he was called Dog Stevens, he would have said yes. Oh, now. There is a more prominent appearance from a, laugh, a cat yeah. than a dog, to be fair. There's more cats in this than dogs. Yeah. yeah. In fact, there's one dog and one cat and a wolf. Yeah. yeah, several wolves. And two, several wolves. Bunch of monkeys, too. They're great. Oh, I, yeah, I love, I know we're not there yet, but I have to say, I fucking love that gorilla lad. Oh. He's like, pumping his chest. <laughs> love it. They get such great little shots. Yeah. Love really it. Lovely. Love it. I bet that lad's dead now. 
The wolves are adorable as well. They're all dead. In but fact, the, gorilla? the wolf's dead. Spoiler alert. Gorillas live quite a long time, though. Do they? He looks quite young. Yeah. Well, didn't Bubbles only die recently? Or is he still alive? Well, Mike, that was a chimp. Oh, same thing. Michael Jackson's little chimp? Yeah. I mean, God knows what happened to uh, Bubbles. Um, no, it's um, committed suicide. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> how long do... He was asked to give much. evidence. And knew too much. Knew too much. How long did gorillas live for? Or was he? Or was I don't he? know. I thought it was close. It was 40. 40, 40, 45 years. 40, 45, 90, 70, 100. Uh, anyway, so the moon comes up and David turns into the wolf. Now, oh. now there's a good bit of... I don't know if anyone has noticed this. There's a good bit of setting things up here because if you think about it, mm. what's the one thing David as a wolf needs apart from like a little bowl of food? Is that the flat door and the front door need to be open, right? Yeah. So he goes out through his flat door, yeah, goes out the front door and he's like, yeah. oh, it's a bit oh. cold. So he goes back and leaves them both open. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. Ted Moltz outside going, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Get double glazing. One for the kids there. That's right. Um, I, I have to say that that sort of set me off a bit like, close the fuck, close, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Anyone could get in. And then you realise later, ah, it's clever out. writing. He got out. Because he turns into a werewolf. Now, if you lived upstairs from David Kessler, wouldn't you be a bit disturbed? A lad downstairs shouting constantly. Oh, God, yeah. I'm burning up. Yeah, yeah, you're like... Yeah. Oh, he's, he's had some bad mushrooms or something. Well, after the noises he and Agatha were presumably making, they're probably like, oh, God, they're just that. I was going to say, yeah, uh, three days of that neighbour going, Jesus Christ, like hammer and tongues, those two. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Trying to eat me some Vesta. <laughs> but turns into a he does. Now, has ever this werewolf sequence ever been bettered? No, not really. No, it's not 40, really. 41 years old, never been bettered. And all the CGI stuff now is just... Nah. <laughs> Toby Wilson, my oldest friend, you'd not seen this film ever before, right? You'd not what seen this ever before? Holy moly! How did you rate the transformation? I've seen the transformation. Well, you've lying shit. Could you not have at least lied and made something up? Yeah. I think the most amazing... Ten! Ten! I think, yeah. the, most Ten. I think the most amazing yeah. bit is where he's looking at his... That hand... Yeah, yeah. It's so upsetting. It's so grim. And so many... It's so many very complex, beautiful bits of prosthetics. Yeah. That can only be used for about two seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut yeah. to a different one mm. and a different one, yeah. and then a different composite costume. Amazing. And even that the the quick hair grow effect yeah. is so well done. But what we Man need to talk about more than Man the transformation, which garnered the very first uh, Oscar for making. Yes. Yeah. Wow. They had to make one for this film because it was so fucking good. <laughs> and since then, it's been won by like Revenge, of the, Revenge of the Fucking Sith for the Palpatine's for makeup won an Oscar. Get away. So Rick Baker must be like, I might as well wipe my fucking ass with it. Got away with it, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Anyway. So um, hang on, hang on. on. When did the thing come out? 82, the year after. Right. So it won, right? I don't think it did. Because you could clearly see it's so influenced. Well, the thing came out and everybody fucking hated it for some reason. They were like, oh, it's not. People are like, oh, the people didn't like the thing because it wasn't E.T. Fuck off. What? But also because, I mean, being a remake was probably quite unfashionable then, right? So like going... Unlike now, when every single one is. But Jeez. we need to talk about the most important thing is the werewolf's trajectory because it makes no fucking sense. Right. 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 She lives in Kensington. Yep. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First attack. Yep. Hampstead. Yep. Fine. Mad. Mad. Next attack. Tower Bridge. Okay. Right. So go on. You do the geography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. working out now. Last yeah. attack. Tonacore Road. Yeah. No Hello? sense whatsoever. Is there someone there? Good Lord. I can assure you, it's not the least bit of music. I take it we all know that Gerald Brinsley is uh, Bib Fortuna from Return of the Jedi, yeah? Dewanawanga from uh, Return of the Jedi. Jabba Wanincha Cock. That's him. With the tentacles elegantly draped around his neck like a sort of 
ballerinas. Uh, Headcocks. Head, head, Headcocks. Head head. off his head. Yeah. Head but dicks. yeah, he gets he gets murdered. What's in his briefcase? We'll never know because that's more important than the umbrella. Always yes. bothered me. And again, going back to me being boring. But when I was a child and I watched this and it was pan and scan. You don't see the w- you see like the tip of the werewolf. Yeah, just don't see it at all. I wonder if I prefer that that early in the film. Yeah, because uh, John Landis always says I showed the werewolf too much in that moment because I thought it was so cool. Right. It is cool, man. It is cool. It is. He's right. So then David wakes up the next morning in a wolf's cage. Yep. He's like, hey, he walks in like Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow wolves. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> On for the kids there. Greetings, fellow wolves. And uh, we get to see his bum bum. Yeah. His bum bum and his rather wretched thigh. No, yeah. not wretched, sort of engorged. Smooth, elegant thigh. thigh. Oh. Uh, Johnny Morris is in the next cage doing yeah. voices for chimps. The wolves yeah. are going, what's going on with him then? What the hell is... <laughs> Bloody Americans. Your arse to thine ratio. Nutkins is outside going, don't bite me fingers again. Oh. <laughs> he, g- he gets the, long story short, he gets the balloons. Yeah, from Young Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the story I read is that the woman who says, when he says to her, a naked American man stole my balloons, mm. yeah. that woman who was at your screening last week oh, was, wow. was an uh, acting what? coach for children. Oh. oh. And her reaction is more like, this is a terrible take, do it again. Right. But right. they left it in. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? You, you didn't. I was expecting her to literally sort of do that. <laughs> but there's none of that. No. It's no. A real shame. No. I, I think that just adds to it. It's so funny. It's great. Got the biggest laugh of the night. This so evening. he steals a coat from a lady. Yeah. Yes. Goes home. Presume, I'm always presuming, and presuming is a bad thing to do, mm. that the coat had money in it. Otherwise. And also, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I'm not a Londoner, right? No, no. And if, if someone says to me, get a bus somewhere, I'm like, I'm not getting a bus because I don't understand it. It's like witchcraft. It, it's David's like, I'm going to get a bus yep. from Regent's Park. Yeah, he's worked that out super quick. Which again, add to the werewolf trajectory, Tottenham Court Road to Regent's Park, which is just insane. Yeah. And then he has to get from Regent's Park back to Kensington on bus, yeah. which is insane. No, no, no. Regent's Park to Kensington is super easy. Is it? Yeah, number 88. Straight there. Oh, well, See, well David, if you're listening... Um, so he goes all the way home to Alex. Now, Alex is being phoned by Dr. Her. She's like... Now, David didn't come home last <laughs> night, and I think he might be a, uh, either a werewolf or like a superhuman being. I've just been up north, and I slept with several prostitutes. <laughs> I must admit, it's absolutely wonderful. Thrapney bit for most of them. <laughs> and one of them anyway, was a werewolf. Um, David might be a werewolf. Goodbye. Mm. Mm. P.S. Send Campari. Mm. I've just had it. I, I don't know about you, but I've, I went up north. I mentioned Campari. I got back here, and I got a whole crate of them. They said, thank you for the advert. So that's <laughs> very nice. Uh, but he says, um, bring David to me. And David comes home at that exact moment. And yeah. he's like, you won't believe this. I woke up in the zoo. Now, I want to ask, when David goes for a dump, it's going to be horrible, isn't it? Must oh, be. It's going to be like God. fucking hands in the bowl. Bones, yeah. Oh. Just, uh, oh. But of course, the most um, sought after coffee in the world is wolf shit coffee. Wolf shit coffee. Yeah. Wolf coffee, shit um, coffee. Coffee beans ingested by wolves then shat out to yeah. give them more uh, a powerful aroma. That's right. 90% of the time, it tastes bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time. It tastes bad. Yeah, mm. now you've had that coffee coming out of a wolf's bum. How does it taste, John? Shit. Mm. Yeah. Like shit. But they're like, well, we're going to go and see Dr. Hirsch on a nice trip. And yeah. they get in the cab, and then Alan Ford says, it puts you in mind of the days of the old demon barber at Fleet Street, doesn't it? Yeah. What does? Just like, yeah, murders. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, six people. Put you in mind of Jack the Loch Ness Monster Ripper, yeah. didn't he? He's done, he has got away with that for mm. fucking ever, years. isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's, I, and I'm sure he's wonderful. very good at it. 
But Jesus H. Corbyn. Tell you what, I'd love him. is all he ever fucking does. I'd love him as the exorcist. I always... Father Merrin would be wonderful. It would be good. Get out of that fucking little girl. Uh, it would be great. You fucking wrong. You fucking cunt. It's a fucking Pete Super in London not coming out <laughs> your gob. Puts you, put you in mind of the days of the demon bar of bloody <laughs> Play Street. <laughs> little girls with all swears coming out of their mouth. <laughs> so they go to Piccadilly Circus. No, no, sorry. They go to Triangle Square first. Yeah. David tries to get himself arrested because he knows it might have been him the night before. Yeah. Now he speaks to uh, Superintendent Brownlow from the bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we meet later on, uh, you meet later on John Saulhouse, who was also in the Bill. So I'm wondering if the American War from London exists in the Bill universe. It has to. Is this part of the Tommy the Westfall B-E-U. The B-E-U. The Bill Extended Universe. The Bill yeah. Extended Universe. Who else yeah. is in that? Probably a few people from Casualty. Um, it's just uh, those two at the moment. There's probably one episode them. of the Bill There's where the last episode is just a wolf well, walking also you'd on say pavement. Yeah, Abigail's yeah. party would be in the B-E-U um, the bill, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> bill, of course. And uh, of course, um, American Wolf. American Wolf London. American yeah. Anyway, so he runs off. He says, "Alex, he loves her. I love you." Yeah. She's like, "What? You bit weird. I've only known you a yeah, couple yeah. of weeks." Mm. Uh, and he goes in a phone box, rings the home. Yep. Avoiding all of the dirty like business cards. All the cards. Absence. Yeah. be absence. Yeah. Uh, also, them. when he was on his own in that flat when Alex went to work, there's no way he didn't knock one off. Oh, of course Absolutely he did. No way. You don't show that though. Oh, yeah. But he went. He he rings home. He says, uh, "You know, I love you all. You're all great. Um, I'm not going to commit suicide, but you know, you're probably getting that vibe, and I yeah, probably yeah. am actually. You might he hear something doesn't he about ask, me. Well, where where is Mum and Dad? Yeah. Well, we don't know. They no, probably we went know. to like again Walmart to buy coffee and banoffee pie. Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> I reckon buy a new Remington shotgun. I reckon they went to a key party. Uh, yeah. Reckon. Yeah, it was what very much of the, the time. What is the upstate New York equivalent of Pampas grass? <sighs> Miniature Ooh. replica of Mount fucking Rushmore yeah. in the front yard. Ah, fuck you, fucking that means I'm bitch. gonna fuck your wife. Oh, I found Google you where we are. Oh, you fucking mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, he says. <laughs> he says. Tell Max I love him John now. That's John that's John a reference a to Max Landis, which is a bit unfortunate now, isn't it? It is unfortunate. Oh. Change that anyway. Right. I've got to leave, John. Yeah, sorry, Tom Crowley's leaving now. I've got to get a train now. to Kent. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Remember, Thank you. Round of applause to Tom Crowley. Thank you very much. This isn't a joke. I've got to go. He's got to go. He's got to get a train so home. Sorry. Have a wonderful rest of the podcast. He's going to go on the train and go, I assure Barney. you, this is amusing. It's in the least bit amusing. If I wasn't yeah. by Werewolf tonight, that would be spectacular irony. It would. It would. No one can hear what you're saying. Halloween. Yeah, goodbye. Bye, Toby. Oh, Toby's going with you. Toby, Toby's yeah, going yeah. with you. No, he's like fucking Tetris. He's taking one with him. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Anyway, so so David goes into. He gets out of the phone box and he sees Jack across the road, looking like a Skeletor. Yeah, going that's to a porn theater. Now this is all, I presume, just literally. Ah, what an interesting story about ah. that. Uh, by the way, if you've been to uh, Piccadilly Circus, that was a Gap, the Eros Cinema. And now it's I don't know what it is. They closed the Gap. Right. So at the moment it's empty, I think. But for a long time, if you went to Piccadilly Circus and you saw that branch of the Gap, that was the Eros Cinema. Oh. But when they go in, yeah, it's a puppet, but it's actually being worked. It's in a studio. Behind the wall is Griffin Dunn's working it and doing the speech with a microphone. So it's it's all so well done. Yeah. 
all set up by Rick Baker, obviously. It's so now, well he done. meets all his victims. So we get Gerald Bringsley, we get the Harry and the lady, and we get all the uh, homeless chaps. Yes, now talking about ways he can kill himself. I think the third homeless chap right on the far right, on the beard. expression, he's in the film Legend, I believe. Is one he of is. The he's one of the elfy men. One of the elfy men, yeah, which I just noticed when I watched that. Um, and there's that lovely, again, that sort of self-deprecating British humour thing that Landis is trying to tap into. Yeah. Like, Why don't you kill yourself? Oh, I've got some suggestions. Why mm. don't you gas yourself, shoot yourself, put your head in the oven? It was a production meeting for the Late Late Breakfast Show. <laughs> <laughs> No Ledman's jokes. We love them. Come on. One for the kids. You never get enough. Has been on telly for what? Thirty-three years. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. But that scene's brilliant. That sort of very gentile Mm. uh, English comedy way of going. Well, um, how would you like to top yourself? So well done. But then he turns into a werewolf. He does. And Inspector Villiers, who the whole time has been like, well, I was probably not a werewolf. He's probably a member of the Brick. Do you, not, do you not think that little... Because obviously they, kept, they don't want to show the transformation again because they oh, can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they just do the claw thing. Mm. But that claw thing just looks like the most painful Horrible. thing in the world. Also, interesting anecdote from John Landis here is that he says to the... Uh, sorry if you've heard this, but he says to the... Because cr- basically to get... To film in England, to get the tax break, they had to use a British crew. Right. Right? So he uses his own... Someone or other, but it's British crew. And he says to them, right, I want you to throw the head, when I say action, throw the head over the hood of the car, okay, mm-hmm. for the decapitation scene. And they all look at him blankly, and he goes, I want you to throw the head over the hood of the car. And they look at him blankly, and then he finally he gets the head and goes, right, I'll do it myself. And he throws it, and it hits the hood of the car and goes over, and they all go, oh, the bonnet. <laughs> it's a funny story. Of funny story. Also, John Landis is one of the stuntmen in this sequence of Piccadilly Circus with the... Is he? Mayhem. He's the man who gets run over by the car and goes through the shop window with the bandana on. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Gosh. as I mentioned earlier, Vic Armstrong from the Bond films driving the bus that hits the man who goes off the bike and gets run over. And the werewolf here is de- being done by a man in a... W- uh, Rick Baker was trying to figure out how to do the werewolf bit. Right. He's like, how do I do a werewolf going on a prowl? The sort of prowly walk. So he remembered when he was a kid they used to do wheelbarrow races. So the werewolf is a, dan- a trained dancer who's good with his body. Right. Laying on a plank with all the werewolf makeup on him, and they're holding up the back with fake legs. Ah. So he's running on his front, on his hands to, to simulate the front feet. It's Gosh. great, isn't it? Rick Baker's a genius. He really he is. He really is. He's retired now, and he just does mad Instagrams, but they're always really fun. I um, think weirdly, I, I kind of, my only sort of bit that I don't like about this film is that is the last scene before he dies, is the, is the whole... I don't think you needed buses slamming into people and cars slamming into people. I think it was just enough to see the werewolf do its thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so shocking, and it's done so well on the, on the tube with the guy on the escalator just looking at his own death, mm. which is so upsetting. Mm. Um, and I think more of that would have been, I think, more weird. I mean, this, it's literally just a personal thing. I just didn't need to see endless Ford Allegro's hitting people. Well, what I liked is when David, when Dr. Hirsch gets the call about some sort of mad dog on the loose mm. in London, that he instantly has to check because that apparently sometimes used to happen with Bernie Winters and Schnorbitz. <laughs> when he was at the Palladium, Schnorbitz would get out and fucking maul people to death. It is true. It, no, yeah. Listen, it's a sad story. They but covered it up. M- Mike Winters in 1960 was doing a walk on the Yorkshire Moors. <laughs> got and, um, bitten. Got bitten yeah. by a St. Bernard. I'll fuck the two of them. <laughs> anyway, um, so David goes into the clink. Has anyone ever been to the clink? Yeah. 
That's where they filmed this last shot where he gets killed. Oh, is it? They built a false wall and put the puppet dog on it. Oh. That's the clink. So if you've been there, oh. you've, you've seen it. Uh, and uh, she runs up to see him and she goes, David. And the only scene where the wolf looks fake, I would say, and mildly in italic fake, because I still think it looks good, is when he howls. Right. It looks like a hand puppet. But otherwise, it looks fucking great. Mm. <coughs> and she says, I love you. But you compare and all of this to like, the howling, and then you just go... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Everything in the howling looks fucking awful. Uh, the worst one's Company of Wolves, where he oh, turns into a little robot skeleton. I know, but it does have the, de- the, the decapitation into a head of milk, into the churn oh, the milk. of milk, which yeah. is so disgusting. That anyway, different thing. Could be, could be spunk. But I, c- <laughs> but I kind of like <laughs> the wolf's quizzical look yeah. for love. That is an amazing what is achievement love? when Ooh. she says, I love you, and the, the little growl. You know, yeah, lessons. it's a delicate little thing. And then he goes it? for it and he gets shot. And it turns out he's a naked man and we all imagined it. He's in the bloody nutty. But I like the immediate cut. Just boom. Perfect. Film yeah, done. And she's doing proper snotty crying. Like <laughs> yeah, but in an in a, in a awful, um, in another director's awful hands, that end bit could have been like, uh, and a big mm. dolly shot going up. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. Why? It's just literally him, bullet hose. That's your and lot. we get another blue moon, uh, an upbeat blue, blue moon, moon as well, which you're not expecting. If anything, you'd have the upbeat blue moon for when he's transforming and he could have yeah, made a little yeah, dance yeah. out of it. But then we get the upbeat one at the end, and I still think it should have been Doc Stevens' moon shadow. Do you think? Yeah. I tell you what it should have been, and maybe this might be a lovely way to end this, hmm. is because I was thinking throughout the film, everything is a moon-based song. Yeah. Um, you, uh, the theme tune to Moonlighting by Al Jarreau. Sunfly by night. That's the one. But Sunfly by day. Moonlighting string. But can you do the last bit where he goes, Who no. just met on the way? No, I can't do it. Well, you're going to try now. Okay. So I'll, I'll count okay. you in. Okay, okay. Moonlighting strangers who just met on the way. Not bad. <laughs> or you could have had the Rubettes. Hang on, let's hang on, hang on. go for a little walk. Let's, bottom, let's bottom. get everyone to do it. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, you're fucking doing it. You ready? So okay. it's okay. moonlighting strangers who just met on the... And then you all have to go... For as long this as you can. And that's good. the great edit point. Yeah. You ready? Moonlighting strangers <laughs> who just met on the... Oh, that's perfect. Thank you very much for coming this evening. Thank you for watching the film. Thank you for bearing with us. Thanks to Tom Crowley, who's now departed. Thanks to Paul Litchfield. And thanks to me. Good night. Thank you very much. Goodbye.